Sheldon Keefe. He's the new Nick Nurse. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Friday, November 22nd. But first, sports. Good morning, Canada. Happy Friday. We made it till the end of the week again. And what a week that was. I talked about the Maple Leafs every day on this show this week crazy more than normal which is that's life uh when you cover hockey sometimes the maple leafs undefeated in the sheldon keith era i'll be talking to thomas williams and dom lecision about that in just one moment also canada another high in tennis this year at the davis cup and the losing streak is reversed for the maple leafs so another canadian team finds themselves on the wrong end of a streak but first It felt like opening night last night in Arizona for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mike Babcock, nowhere to be found. Sheldon Keefe behind the bench for the blue and white. And it was honestly, it was like a paint-by-numbers best-case scenario game for the Leafs in front of a new set of eyes. How perfect? Let me count the ways. To start, and this is a big one, they scored the first goal in the game. Late in the first period, the Maple Leafs took a 1-0 lead. You almost forget how that feels after they... Started out behind the eight ball, like, all season long. It also snapped a 446-minute drought without having a lead. That is absurd. That is too many games in a row. And another big thing, Tyson Berry. He scored. He scored the opening goal. Tyson Berry played 23 games for the Maple Leafs under Mike Babcock and could not find the back of the net. One period into Sheldon Keefe's tenure, and he leaks in from the point. And Barry's his first of the year, his first as a Leaf. You could not write it up any better. What else? Uh, What about special teams? That's a big one. Not only did the Leafs not give up a power play goal, they scored shorthanded. And it gets better. Who better to score the shorty than Pierre Engvall in his second NHL game? The latest graduate of the AHL Marley's development system that thrived under Sheldon Keefe. His first NHL goal, and it stands to be the game winner Engvall, it should be noted, only one game, but he did not kill penalties in the last game under Babcock, but he did it in the AHL. Keefe would know that. He did it in this game. What do you know? A shorthanded goal. The list goes on and on. Austin Matthews scored, of course, in Arizona. The shot quality, a lot better. Scoring chances, a lot higher. The shots on goal, a lot more. The players making plays, smiling on the bench, including Keefe himself smiling on the bench. There was laughter in practice. Jason Spezza was like... Playing like a sulking nominee, chasing guys down backhanded. There was composure. There was movement. There was just all-around good play. A solid 3-1 win. Dom, we'll start with you. I know it's only one game, but what jumped out for you in the first game as Sheldon Keefe as the coach of the Maple Leafs? I've watched a lot of Leafs hockey, I guess, for my entire life living in Toronto. And I think this year was some of the most frustrating just for how a team with so much skill was being used just Babcock I guess being Babcock trying to play his way rather than play the way the team was built and even game one it was just so obvious that the team previously had been limited they were told to tighten up and not play freely not play with creativity and you saw it tonight uh, just everyone looks much looser. 
demon were activating from the blue line. They, the fours are coming for them. It was all just things we didn't see for most of this year. And you can get a sense that the Leafs were a lot more confident playing the way they feel they are built to play. I think immediately you saw the kind of aggressiveness that he kind of coaches with. Uh, you saw the players forechecking a lot more and kind of demanding the puck a lot more. Um, and it kind of was able to be seen in the offensive zone. They're kind of going for each other more deep, pushing up. And I thought a big, uh, the initial kind of statement was pairing Riley and Barry together right off the hop. And I think obviously that uh, pairing didn't stick together, but then it kind of proved another thing with Keith that he'll change up lines and change up pairings depending on the game. So he wanted to start with that super offensive kind of five-man unit and kind of get the game going on the right foot. So he'll kind of change personnel dependent on what the game is. And I think that instantly just stood out to me as a play, as kind of a modern-day coach that'll, towards the end of the game or something, a two-game deficit will kind of load up and stack the forward lines or something in this hypothetical scenario. But I think it instantly kind of proved that He's always thinking and kind of always able to change to what his players kind of go for. Uh, Thomas, Tyson Berry, somebody we saw singled out as a possible benefactor in this new system. He scored in the game almost too predictably. Who else, other than Barry, do you think really has a shot at elevating their game in this new system? He's out right now, but I think honestly Mitch Marner is going to be on a whole nother level possibly with this amount of creativity is kind of just geared towards his game and we won't see it for a month or so, but I think fans will kind of be salivating at the thought of Marner and Tavares under this new system where defensemen are pushing up. Everyone's kind of going on the puck and Marner will have all that freedom um, to kind of do what he wants. And I think he could really make some magic. I think almost like everyone on the team, just the way, I guess this team is built. It's all skill, all offense. That doesn't mean defense goes by the wayside. I mean, this was probably one of the Leafs' better defensive efforts of the year, and it happened because they were so relentless on the puck and thinking that way first, and the defense followed. I think players like William Nylander, who was always scrutinized in the media a lot for how Babcock used him, his comments on him, and I think this system will help him a lot as someone who carries the puck a lot, who tries to make things happen. He's a very creative player. Um, I really just can't wait to see Marner in the system either. And he obviously last year had had his own creative moments, but even this year he didn't look like himself. And I, I'm excited to see how he looks playing more freely, if that's even possible for him. How does this change the outlook for the rest of the year with just a crazy week of change and everything that has gone on? I know it's only one game, but looking forward from where we were to where we are now, where do you think they are headed next? I'm definitely a lot more optimistic on them. I, I have a model at The Athletic uh, that does playoff chances, and to start the year, I had the Leafs ranked really highly, and it didn't seem like there was a way for them to miss the playoffs, and then the first 20 games happened, and it started looking like there was no way they could make it with the way they were playing. I think they were like a bottom five expected goals team, it was just it was just really ugly to watch and despite all the talent it just wasn't working but even after one game it's hard not to 
be a lot more optimistic about the team's chances that the talent that Kyle Dubas has assembled is really finally starting to shine through. And it's just one game, but it was against a decent Arizona team, and they got around like 60% of the expected goals, if I recall correctly. And it's just an encouraging sign after the last few weeks under Babcock where the Leafs constantly got outchanced. Well, I think just looking at some blanket numbers, kind of they're able to attempt 70 shots on net and they haven't been able to reach that marker this season. And even looking at last season, they're only able to get 70 or more uh, shot attempts 10 times last season under Babcock. So I think instantly it was a one game sample and I know it's only one game, but under Keith, they might be a little more offensive and kind of going for it with these high offensive numbers, but it'll kind of be a little bit of a theme kind of going. And it was kind of visually and also with the numbers that they're really going for it and kind of attacking the puck with some intensity. Um, And they could get that with defense on the other side as well, kind of being able to turn the puck over more forcefully. Um, And that's some tactics point of view that Keith has to kind of just go at the puck and go hard attacking that he's shown with the Marlies and, said in his presser earlier today but I think it'll just be a thing for him to really show that this is an offensive team and going forward they might go on a little run or they might kind of stay steady but the numbers might look good right now Leafs are in Colorado on Saturday as the road trip continues. A date with old friend Nazem Kadri and the Avalanche Game 2 of the Sheldon Keefe era. I promised you we will stop calling it that after this weekend. Before we move on, there was a double press conference you should know about with GM Kyle Dubas and Maple Leafs President Brendan Shanahan on Thursday before the game. Dubas did uh, the normal stuff, expressed some regret on his end that he couldn't make it work with Babcock, and he tipped his hand a little bit that there was just... Too many differences in opinion between him and Babcock about the way the team should play for anything to work. And that closes the book on that conversation, I guess until Babcock speaks, which may not happen for a very long time. We shall see. Sticking on the ice, a pair of teams are streaking in opposite directions right now in the NHL. First to the good, New York Islanders won an OT last night against the Penguins with the win. The Islanders 15-0-1 in their last 16 games. A 16-game point streak with 15 wins. Unbelievable. An incredible run. A new franchise record. They've only played 20 games, and they got points in 16 straight. They're 16-3-1 on the year. An incredible response. After I think a lot of people maybe wrote them off with how surprisingly good they were last year, they continue to roll right along with an incredible streak out of the gate this season. And you know who else had a great year last year? The Calgary Flames. They were an 107-point team last season. And this year, not so much. That big drought I mentioned earlier about the Maple Leafs, the 440-minute without a lead thing, the Flames are the new holders of numbers like that. They have gone 348 minutes and 42 seconds without leading a hockey game. That is a long, long time. The Flames have played... 25 games already to make matters worse. That's the most in the league, and they are 10, 12, and 3, which includes six straight losses. Could a coaching change maybe be in the works there as well to match the one the Leafs just did? We shall see. Mike Babcock's available. 
But the clock is ticking on a disappointing follow-up season for a team that really did have big expectations this year. I think they thought they were about to take the next step. I think that first step that was wrong, though, was maybe trading James Neal for Milan Lucic. That has not looked good early. Some other small stuff. David Pasternak has 20 goals. He's played 22 games. He's already got 20 goals. An unbelievable start to the season for him. And finally, on the hard court, Canada reached the semifinals at the Davis Cup in tennis. The Davis Cup, if you don't know, an international team tennis event each round. Two singles matches and then a doubles match to break the tie if necessary between players from the same country. Vashik Pospisil got things started off with a gutty win to start the day for Canada. Then a Shapovalov then battled to a three-set loss to follow that up. A bit of a grueling one there. But then they teamed up. Pospisil and Shapovalov playing their second match of the day each in doubles. They played for like five and a half hours yesterday. It is crazy. Just battling all day long. But in the end, Canada beats Australia to move into the Davis Cup semis. They will play the winner of Serbia and Russia. That quarterfinal match happens today. The semifinal begins on Saturday with the final slated for Sunday. That run that Canada is on ties the deepest the team has gone in the event. The third time they have made the semis. This event's been around since 1900, so it's a this is an achievement they've, they've been pulling off. Shapovalov and Pospisil hope to continue the run. Felix Ojeh-Aliassim also on the team and also present. And we've been told he's available, but he is just making his way back from injury. He has not been used. We will see if that continues this weekend. Canada tennis on a wave in 2019. A strong Davis Cup. Really just the icing on the cake on a year that saw a lot of success for Canadians all over the sport. And speaking of icing on the cake. That is the icing on the cake of your week. We made it to Friday, y'all. And now all we got to do is get through today and then revel in the warmth of the weekend. Lots to get to this weekend as well. As I mentioned, the Davis Cup continues. The Raptors and Maple Leafs both play on Saturday night. And the Grey Cup is this weekend. Hamilton against Winnipeg for one of the oldest trophies in sports, the Grey Cup. We will talk about that and everything else that happens on the weekend, because always so much happens on the weekends in sports. I'll be here Monday morning to talk about it. I hope you will be here on Monday morning to listen to it. We'll make a date of it. And until that point, I thank you very much for listening to But First Sports this week. Now get out there and enjoy your Friday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.